Right, there are two specific events we're going to be considering this morning. The transfiguration on the mountain and the healing of this, this uh, deaf, this mute boy uh, oppressed by evil spirits. To two events for us to consider this morning. So the first, the first section, verses 1 to 13, and the second section, 14 to 29. So firstly, the transfiguration. So we're really coming now to this utterly amazing event in the ministry, in the life, the earthly life of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we've seen the Lord Jesus healing people. We've seen him, him teaching speaking parables, confronting religious hypocrisy. And we were getting to a climax, which we, we got to uh, last week, in towards the end of that, so much in chapter 8. And of course, we have to, in a sense, to understand where we're going, pick up from the end of chapter 8 uh, for chapter 9 this, this morning. But this is uh, an amazing event now. And this is really... Everything's going up a, a, a major gear with the Lord Jesus Christ in terms of his revelation of who he is uh, for, for the disciples. So here we are uh, uh, on the mountain. Jesus takes three of the disciples. Uh, they don't all go with him. So three go with him, Peter, uh, James, and John. And they're going to be writing about this experience we're going to hear about we hear about this experience in the gospels mark records it matthew in chapter 17 uh, records it uh, and as we're going to see uh, in, in other places in the new testament this is going to be recorded and referred to so these three men are going to uh, pass on their experience of what they 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 saw and heard on the mountains on the mountain they will bear witness to this amazing and awesome event and it's a great privilege it's a great privilege for these three disciples and they are the ones that are chosen in a sense to be there you've got peter who's the kind of head of the pack of the disciples uh, and they're all going to be in the future, giving their accounts to people like Mark who's going to record his gospel. They're going to be like Peter Wright and James uh, uh, writing epistles. Uh, and John particular is going to pass on that, that first-hand experience, that, that eyewitness uh, to leaders in the church beyond the apostolic age. So we can mention names like Polycarp, who uh, we, don't, we don't hear of very often. But Polycarp's a very significant person in early church history. And it's believed that Polycarp, as a young boy, would have perhaps heard a very aged uh, Apostle John teaching. So there's that link, that link connection with these, these apostles. And this is why they are apostles, because they were uniquely privileged in having this encounter uh, uh, and connection with the Lord Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry and, and experience this, this foretaste of glory. So the three disciples there 
up in the mountain and having this privilege. And we could ask why Moses and Elijah? Why, why are Moses and Elijah uh, appearing? And it's for, it's for moments. It's not for perhaps for a long, a long sort of gap of time, uh, period of time. Why Moses and Elijah? Well, in verse, in verse 2, we, can, we read, after Jesus had been teaching the disciples and telling them about the cost of discipleship and the fact that he, the Son of Man is going to be coming in glory and that some who were present will not, will, will, will not die before seeing the, the, the kingdom come in power, verse 1. It, verse 2 begins, now after six days. And that kind of reminds us a bit of, of Moses going up into the mountain. You know, it, it, there's, so there's that allusion to the Old Testament. But why Moses and Elijah? Why do we have them here appearing with the Lord Jesus Christ as he's, as he's transformed? Uh, as the verses at verse uh, 3 saying that his, his whole appearance is, is, is shining. Uh, and uh, Mark has, has put it here that like it's, there's nothing, nothing on earth, no um, earthly technology can, can cause this 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 experience, this this transformation, this this shining appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet he he is still the Lord Jesus Christ, but he has he has been transformed for their benefit in this this kind of this moment in time. And here is Elijah and Moses with him and, and talking with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, with Moses and Elijah, both men had encountered God on the mountain, on the holy mountain. Moses is the lawgiver. Moses received the law, God's holy law, on the mountain. And of course, there, as we read in the Old Testament, we see Moses and the cloud and hearing the voice of God. And uh, if you remember way back, in locked further back in, in, the, in, the, in the last lockdown, when we were going through the life of Elijah, uh, when Elijah flees and he goes to Mount Hermon, is it, he's up in the mountain. And again, you, you have these, these uh, things of God appearing, the, the cloud and, and, and everything, and the voice. God appears on the mountain and speaks audibly with with Elijah. So the, the, these two prophets, these two people who are uh, uh, highly significant uh, men in the Old Testament narrative, both looking forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, not in their earthly ministry, seeing it the whole picture, but now here are men who are now, in a sense, they are glorified. They are in God's God's presence, and they are appearing, talking to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is very significant, isn't it? It's very significant uh, for the disciples to see this, and it's for their benefit. So they are, are privileged. And we see, uh, uh, we see verse 2, uh, uh, after six days, Peter, James, and John are led up into a mountain, he is transfigured before them, and then Moses and Elijah uh, appear talking with Jesus. 
So a great privilege for them. And it is a significant moment, a significant event. And no, no figure in history uh, is ever described as the Lord Jesus described here in verse 3. There's no one. When Moses himself was up in the mountain, uh, and when he comes down, we know that there was some reflected glory in his face. Uh, but no one else is really described uh, like the Lord Jesus Christ is described here. But if we go to Daniel chapter 7, you don't need to necessarily turn to it uh, with me, but Dan Daniel chapter 7, uh, reading at verses 9 to 14, this is what, what Daniel is saying uh, from verse 9. And I beheld, uh, uh, I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth for, from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. I beheld then, because of the voice of the great words which the horn spoke, I behold, even till the beast was slain, and his body destroyed, and given to the burning flame, as concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. I saw the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came down with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. From verse 14. And there was given him dominion and glory. Uh, and a kingdom that all people, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. So this is what Jesus is speaking about. This is the kingdom that's going to come and the disciples that have this wonderful uh, apostolic privilege these three disciples have this privilege. They see this foretaste of glory of heaven, of, of God's kingdom that's to come. And it, it's, it's an encouragement for us. It's something for us to, to, to think about and to be encouraged about. And we can put ourselves, in a sense, in Peter's shoes. Just for that moment, because it, it's we see Peter speaking. Oh, it's always Peter, isn't it, that, that tends to uh, be the one that's kind of like the spokesperson or says something. And we can see something of the joy that, that Peter must have had. I mean, it, it's all mixed with fear, and because this is something just uh, unprecedented. Unpre you know, we haven't had anything like this since the, when Jesus was baptized uh, by 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 John. But this is something of a different order, isn't it? And so we, we can we can sense maybe 
joy uh, and wonder with with peter that here is 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 he's seeing the lord his the master that he'd been following this teacher this rabbi and he's seeing this this glory this this and of course they they don't fully understand everything we well we touched on that don't haven't we but he's he's seeing this and and seeing moses and elijah and we we can see the misunderstanding we can see the awkwardness of of the three of them you know that they're thinking well maybe we ought to build tabernacles uh, for moses and elijah uh, and for jesus and uh, not realizing that you know jesus has a a mission uh, uh and a ministry that he has to fulfill so he they have to come down from the mountain but what we can what we can think about is just for a moment and i think it's good for us to think about that is the joy that would have been there but and and we see it we kind of see it have a glimpse of that joy and we ought to 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 be encouraged and we ought to think for ourselves what it was like being there and that it's good for us to think about Peter's experience because we ought to too uh, with all that all that's going on in our world with all that's going on uh, in our lives to take our minds off the problems to take our minds of what's going on in, in the world you know we've we've had the american election and one president looks like he's going out and this other uh, other person uh mr biden sleepy joe as some people are calling him is is likely to be the new president of the greatest and most powerful country in the world you know we we, we that can cause us all kinds of thoughts you know maybe you know whatever our perspective on that is but the lord jesus christ is sovereign over all he's sovereign over the kings of the world over rulers over circumstances over everything he is absolutely sovereign he is the sovereign and he's going to come again he is coming again and he's going to come in his glory this is what jesus was saying wasn't it at the end of chapter eight he's going to come again it's good for us to kind of just take time and the lord's day is a good day to do it isn't it to just stop and to to think about the glory that's to come you know we don't see it you know there were three up on the mountain with jesus they had this privilege the others didn't experience that but we 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 one day are going to experience that glory and we should be encouraged and we should look up you know we we are each day one step nearer if you like to the coming of the lord jesus christ and he's going to come with his angels he's going to come in his glory 
And what the disciples had, that wonderful privilege, was a foretaste. A foretaste that we're all, we're all looking forward to as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. If we, if we belong to him, that, that should be something that we, we are thinking about. And maybe it's something we should be thinking more about when we kind of sort of seem to be sort of overburdened with everything that's going on in our lives and all that's around us, whatever we're kind of sort of having to juggle, just to take time to think about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ and that we should we should delight in that. We should be like like particularly Peter, who who was obviously delighted and overjoyed he, he you know he's not understanding everything but you know he we can at least acknowledge that there was that there would have been that joy and we should be encouraged by that and i think there's an exhortation maybe for us to to get our eyes on the glory of christ to think more and more about his glory who he who he is and, and this is certainly the challenge that I've had as I've been going through Mark's gospel. To think, you know, afresh, to be encouraged about the Lord Jesus Christ, just to spend time thinking about his glory, who he really is. So it was a privilege for the disciples, those three disciples, a pivotal moment in our sort of gospel story where something of great significance is really happening. So Moses is there, Moses had the law, and that was uh, to point ultimately to the Lord Jesus Christ, because the law really, um, as we were seeing in, 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 in the Corinthians passage, is really, it, we can't keep it. We can't keep it in our own strength. But it's the Lord Jesus Christ who's going to come and fulfill that. And it's in his fulfilling and going and suffering at the hands of men, dying on the cross and being rose again, that we uh, can be freed from the curse of the law. And we can have that righteousness imputed to us. Not that we've earned it, but it's because of what Christ has accomplished. So, this is very significant what is happening on, on the mountain with Moses and Elijah, uh, the lawgiver and then and Elijah, both there to testify, really. For, and, and the disciples are witnessing it, there to testify that Lord Jesus Christ is the one that's going to usher in this new dispensation, this, this gospel age where men and women can be made right with God through him. And so we hear this, this voice from heaven, which says, this is my beloved son, hear him. And that would be, I think, the key text for us, for me, that, for, to, to share with you this morning, that, that verse there, to kind of help us understand what's going on. The voice from heaven, this is my beloved son, hear him. And that's what the disciples were really to do that's 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 what we're to do isn't it here is my beloved son hear him we are to hear the words of christ so there's moses and elijah 
but then they they disappear and the disciples are just left with the lord jesus christ having heard these this that voice from heaven hear him and that's what we we are to do as well so they've had a great privilege and now they're coming down the mountain they've seen uh, a foretaste of that that glory that glory that was a sign of the lord jesus christ's deity and his relationship with the father and one of the things we else we learn from this passage that uh, our, our god the the, the 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 godhead is not a lonely deity that there's love in the godhead between the father and the son and the holy spirit there's an eternal love you know other religions have deities and they're very they must be very lonely days though well they're false they're false deities aren't they because the true living god is the god uh, where there is love there is eternal love within the godhead we can't fully understand the godhead we can't fully grasp with our, our finite minds the trinity but we understand that there is eternal love there's eternal love between the father and the son and the disciples witnessed that on the mountain and the lord jesus christ was there with in glory he came from glory and he's going to return with his glory we read in, in peter to peter you don't need to turn to it but we read in two peter and this is peter speaking uh, there in chapter 1 of 2 Peter, uh, verses 16 to 18. For we have not followed c cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount we have also a more sure word of prophecy whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts so that's uh, peter writing in his second epistle he was there he was an eyewitness he had that 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 privilege and he had that that privilege and he had uh, that message to proclaim and to declare for us this this uh, wonderful experience that they were indeed eyewitnesses of that that majesty and as he says in verse 19 you know we do well to take heed as unto a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arises in your hearts what a wonderful uh, passage that is so that is peter speaking speaking and referring back to that that uh, event so uh, 
one day we will see that glory and we should be encouraged with that have we i wonder too small a view of the lord jesus uh, are we often having too small a view of the lord jesus have we become too focused on the present and it's so easy to do so so let us uh, indeed do what what peter is saying there and take heed take heed and listen and think about the glory that's to come and be, be encouraged in what we're doing as christians in our christian lives as we do that romans 8 paul paul is saying in romans 8 towards the end of that that amazing uh, passage from reading from verse 20 28 says and we know that all things work together for good for them that love god to them who are called according to his purpose for whom he foreknew he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he did predestinate them he also called whom he called he also justified and whom he justified them he also glorified who shall we what shall we say we then say to these things if god be for us who can be against us so there's moses and elijah uh, and, and in faith they they were called they were justified and they were glorified they there appeared on that mountain with the lord jesus christ and that's a foretaste for us that if we belong to christ if if we are his true disciples if we have been born again of imperishable seed of the, and have this inheritance we too will have have that glorification we will be glorified we will not be as we are now and we need to encourage ourselves that we have that to come that to look forward to that what we have in this life whatever we have is not everything it's not the be and all be and end all it's what we are looking forward to by faith what god uh, has promised to us that we will we will as god is working in and through us he has a a perfect plan and purpose for us for eternity that we are going to be one day glorified and that will be like moses and elijah and like the disciples as they had that that foretaste that that privilege so the, the disciples experienced that that wonderful event it was a privilege it was a preview of what was to come and it was uh, a message that they were ultimately to proclaim that the lord jesus christ has come from glory that he lived and was in a sense in a state of humiliation that he was glory he was he was he had, he had that moment of glory for them that he would suffer die be risen again and return to that glory and he's going to come back with his glory for his people so moving on then to the healing 
of the boy with the, the, the evil spirit. Uh, I'm just going to skip over that that, those, uh, that sort of section about Elijah coming and uh, uh, the disciples as they, they walk coming down the mountain with Jesus. Their verses, uh, 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 I think, from, from 10 to 13, you know, Jesus is really sort of telling them that Elijah has already come. And he's really alluding to John the Baptist. And we, we did look uh, at the life of, and ministry of John the Baptist. So I think I, I will leave that there. Let's uh, just head on uh, to this second section. Um, in the time that we've got left, the healing of the boy with the mute, uh, 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 the evil spirit. So what we note here, uh, as Jesus comes down with the three disciples, uh, the rest of the disciples are, are in this a chaotic situation it's absolutely chaotic people milling around you've got the scribes and they're having a go at the disciples so we note the failure of disciples to to uh, deliver this this boy from this evil spirit to bring uh, healing uh, unable to deal with this problem and what we see is the unbelief which we've encountered before haven't we the unbelief and hardness of the hearts present especially the scribes but we can also observe the great enthusiasm of the people when they see jesus coming you know we, we see at verse 15 immediately when they saw him all the people were greatly amazed uh, and running to him greeted him so here's some expectation in, in perhaps some of the ordinary people that were there and maybe there was some reflected glory that was there in Jesus' appearance as he was coming down the mountain, as they saw him. So we see the hardness and unbelief of people. We see the failure of the disciples that had been left to deal with this man's uh, desperate situation uh, and the scribes there uh, arguing with them. So Jesus comes. And we have this at verse 19, this, this very hard statement of Jesus, isn't it? These, it seems very hard, sort of almost rebuke, you know, you know, faithless generation, how long must I, I deal with you? Uh, how long must I, I su suffer you? Bring the child to me. And uh, that's, that's quite a, a condemnation uh, of, of, of unbelief uh, and hardness of heart. Uh, and so forth. So then there's the faith, faltering faith of the Father. He's like so many other desperate people that we've come across uh, so far in Mark's Gospel. And we see in, in the other Gospels, desperate people who have got a loved one who's dying or, or, or needs help, and, they, and they're urgently seeking out the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, this, this, this man, man says, well, you, your disciples couldn't do it. And uh, uh, we've got these wonderful verses from verses 21 to 24, uh, where Jesus is speaking to him. And, uh, and, and uh, this is what the Father is saying, you know. Uh, but if you can do anything, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Have compassion on us and help us. So this man is desperate, and, and there's just that inkling of faith there. 
And so what Jesus then says to him, verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. And then the, the response, which really is a response that we, we, we can identify with, can't we? We can identify uh, with, with that response. You know, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Oh, I believe. I believe you can do it. I believe all the reports about you. I believe that you can. You have the power. But help me in my unbelief. And the Lord does. I, I think we should make good note of these two verses. And I think we, we can make these verses our own, can't we? In our own prayers and our own situations that we're, perhaps that there are uh, very difficult dark situations that we're, we might, some of us might be going through, that we can make these words our own, can't we? Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Why could the disciples not deliver this child? Well, maybe it's because they didn't, in a sense, uh, uh, demonstrate that desperation and that, that, that faith. I mean, we, we see tears. We see tears here with this, with this father. And we see faltering faith. And what is Jesus saying to the disciples when they ask him later? You know, why couldn't we do it? And it's because they needed to be praying and fasting. And they needed to be praying. And that's, that's perhaps a lesson for us. Because Christ is able. He is uh, able to hear. He's able to do these things. He's able to save to the uttermost those that come to him. As uh, that wonderful verse in Hebrew says, he is able to save to the uttermost. So, application for us. I think our difficulties and challenges may appear too great for us at times. And there may be situations where people the people around us, even even the people that we, we, we love the most, those that we, we uh, respect the most, cannot help us. But what we need to realize that Christ is able and that he's able to conquer our fears and transform our situations into something glorious. He's able to do that. So two lessons as we come to a close. Two, uh, two lessons as we kind of maybe try and wrap up all these things, the, 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 the transfiguration and the healing uh, of, of this boy. Two lessons to think about the glory of Christ, the glory of Christ. We ought to meditate, take time to meditate on his glory, on his glory. When the road is steep, when there are trials along the way, when we don't seem to be on the mountain, and when we're down, we've come down from the mountain, and we're in the midst of chaos and, and trouble, and, and there's difficulties to to meditate on the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, on His glory, that He, in His personhood, had glory in eternity, and that He did all these things for us by coming into our world. And that he is, has returned to glory.
and that he's coming with his glory to meditate in those things to encourage ourselves with these things with these truths about our lord our great god and savior the lord jesus christ and while we feel that hopeless because maybe we're few in number and there's there's few of us today we're missing a few few of our number and uh, there may be a little physical encouragement because we can't physically meet together we can't be in the church and all these things can uh, uh, be great discouragements to us remind ourselves it's good to remind ourselves remind yourselves of our lord's glory and the glorious future uh, of the church and, if, and, and for ourselves as children of God we have a glorious future and we should keep our, our focus on that uh, in these dark in these dark and difficult days and secondly the, the necessity of prayer the necessity of prayer and that uh, these 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 difficulties these perhaps particular problems that we have that we need to seek the Lord, to cry out to him, you know, and, and say to him, you know, you know, Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief, as we see in those verses 23 and 24. Well, may, may all, all the, these, these, these uh, passages that we've, we've touched on and our passage today be a great blessing to us since uh, this this morning and for this coming week that we might be thinking about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ so I'm going to 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 pray now and then we'll we'll move on loving heavenly father we thank you uh, for who you are that you uh, uh, went up to the mountain you took those three disciples and there you were you were transformed into who you really are into that to that that uh, a foretaste of that wonderful glory that that you shone uh like like uh, 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 brilliant snow that you you had those disciples of those frail wretched uh, young men who didn't have uh, much understanding it was it was very dark and and, and out of focus but they had that wonderful experience. And that's a foretaste for us all that one day, uh, uh, like them, we too one day will, will, will see uh, that, that glory, that, that while life is, is, is tough and, and there, are, there are difficulties and we, we can be so discouraged that we uh, can have a foretaste of that glory. As we read your word, as we we seek your face we can have a foretaste of that glory that is to come and to be encouraged that you are coming again you are coming again in that glory with that glory and lord that uh, we we can uh, seek you in prayer and lord that you uh, 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 meet us in our our need as you did with that that father that desperate father with it with his son and all the need there lord that you you met his need that you uh, stretched his faith and lord uh, you had compassion father help us to to seek you uh, in, in uh, this week and in, in in all that we have to face and the challenges 
um, discouragements and encouragements that we will uh, seek your face this week. Amen.